<laughs> oh, dog leg. Okay, here we go. Old cars have a certain smell. Old Ferraris have a certain smell. <laughs> oh, this is special. Come on, baby. Double clutch. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm in the Mondial. This is a Mondial T built from 1989 to 1993. And the Griot's family has one. Thank you to Griot's Garage for letting me drive this car. <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying. Okay, let's get a little bit of airflow. There we go. Let's do that. Oh, everything works. Look at that. <laughs> this isn't the Ferrari you aspire to because they were underpowered. When they first came out, Mondials were panned because they didn't have enough power, despite the fact that they had a V8 transversely mounted in the rear. I mean, this recipe is a rare car, a two plus two that is also a mid-engine and a V8. I suppose I want to be attracted to the Ferraris that everyone likes. Right. I want to be attracted to all the high dollar Ferraris and I, I want to really like them. But I almost love the underdogs more and that's what the Mondial represents to me. Oh, this is sweet. It's an old car. It feels strangely modern. It feels still exotic to my driving sensibility. This is so weird and oddly pleasurable to drive. Clutch feels good. Come on, Accord guy, come on. There we go, deliberate shifts. You know, the story of this car and me driving it is about Griot's Garage. It's because they love cars. Yes, they produce the world's best car care in my opinion, but they love cars. They even love the underdogs. I had never driven a Mondial until we took these out. It was Nick and Richard and Todd and I, and we took these cars out and traded out cars and Philip Griot actually told us the Mondial was the one that you want to be in. And uh, not everybody believed him. I mean, I was willing to take the chance. I was willing to say, okay, I'll have a go. And you might say, well, the Mondial is the ugliest Ferrari. It's not the pretty one. It's not the sexy ones. The ones that get all the attention. They don't interest enthusiasts. When they came out in 1980, they were panned as being underpowered and ugly. It was the V8 out of the Dino, the GT4. And yeah, it had some power, but it was still like 200 or under. And then subsequent variants over the years gave the car a lot more power and they, they retuned the car as every model gets retuned throughout the years. From the very beginning, Mondials had independent, unequal length, double wishbone suspension all the way around. That's what makes them handle so well. But the suspension is also rather compliant. It's almost like a sports car masquerading as a GT car. I can feel the soft suspension, but yet it still has that Ferrari breeding. It's almost like Ferrari needed to start really trying to make this car good. And they finally did later in life for the 1989 to 1993 variant called the T. 14 years of production, almost 7,000 of these were built. 
and the Mondial T is the one you want to buy. It's the most valuable, but there is a reason. Up until this point, all the Mondials had a transversely mounted V8 engine. They started with a 2.9 liter, and it worked its way up to 3.4 liters in this car. But for the Mondial T, Ferrari turned that engine longitudinally, but the transaxle stayed the same. The transmission stayed exactly where it was, forming the letter T. Also, the side vents over here, they're rectangular. Look at this car. What a fantastic representation of the 80s. What a fantastic representation of what Ferrari is all about. I don't care that this little car isn't the quickest thing ever. I don't care that it's almost just needs to be kind of coaxed. It doesn't matter to me. I'm so used to the dog leg. Look at that. Gated transmission. Yes. Oh, listen to that engine. That is just Italian music at its finest. I know there's other Ferraris out there that technically are better, but there's so many reasons to love this. <laughs> oh, you just let the shifts fall. You don't have to do anything. Just push your hand and the shifts just fall naturally. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Most of these cars made well under 300 horsepower. The Mondial T is when this car got serious. That's why everybody wants the T. And I don't like convertibles as much as I like the hardtop. I think the convertible on the T looks strange. It makes the car look weird and long. Yeah, see, you just get looks. He's wondering what this is. It's a Mondial T. At this point in time, the T got 300 horsepower and 238 pound-feet of torque. It turned it into a real Ferrari. This is a genuine sports car. It had real power, naturally aspirated. And this is one of the best examples I've ever seen. They range in price from mm, $20,000 for rough ones all the way up to $50,000, $60,000, which is probably this, if you can find them, despite there being 7,000 and change throughout the years. But there weren't that many Mondial Ts. Corner coming up. <laughs> it has a soft ride. But what's interesting is it wants to dive in. It wants to do the Ferrari thing and, and dive into the corner and be this little sports car. What a rare recipe. And you know what? One of my favorite things about the Mondial is that it's a name. The name in French means global or worldwide. But also a Ferrari with a name is very special. The Griot's family recognizes this as well. Think of all the cars that are actually named from Ferrari, not just alphanumeric. 
Let's start with modern ones, Puro Sang, with Portofino and Roma, going back a little bit to California. Then you think of the LaFerrari, the Enzo. Well, there's the California Spider way back there, but before that, you've got Dino, you've got Testarossa, you've got Berlinetta Boxer. All those cars are very, very special Ferraris, and the Mondial, especially the T, is up there too. A 2 plus 2 mid-engine with a V8. Imagine that recipe today. You couldn't do it for 31 to 3300 pounds like this is. And it's got a GT quality about it. You could do a road trip in this despite your feet being pointed off to the right because you're so far forward, a wheel well intrudes into the driver footwell here. That's the punishment for having 2 plus 2. That's the packaging. And I know, me on camera, this framing looks probably funny to your eye, but the whole car looks funny. From a side view, this car looks strange. It's because of the packaging. You've got two people, then two more people, then engine, then rear wheels. But it still has this lightweight, dive-in kind of feel. And everybody who drives a Mondial says, yeah, that is cool, isn't it? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, Bentega. I'd rather be in a Mondial. PT Cruiser, rather be in a Mondial. All right, we're going. We're going. <laughs> it's not one of those cars that you have to grab by the scruff of the neck. It really isn't. You just have to be deliberate about all your inputs. That's all. Here's how special the Mondial T is. It was the first Ferrari offered with power steering and the first one offered with an adjustable suspension. That's right, it's here on the dash. Look down here, this little button. Soft and hard, that's all you need, right? <laughs> Just the lightest of touches on the shifter here, that gated shifter is why car enthusiasts love manual transmissions. That's it. The air conditioner works. The air conditioner works. What a great car. I love this thing. Look, everybody panned the Mondial because of all the crazy Ferrari stories about dropping the engine. Up until 1989, you didn't have to. Yes, there's Ferrari maintenance. Yes. That's an issue. But what's unique about the Mondial is it's one of the cheapest Ferraris to maintain, and it's my understanding that these engines are pretty much bulletproof. Everything else surrounding them isn't. Plastic pieces and rubber and all the, those kinds of things, those are not. That stuff wears out, of course. But the engine itself, you maintain these things, they should just go and go and go. This one has uh, almost 36,000 kilometers on it, which is low. It's sort of begging to be driven, don't you think? The clutch engagement feels natural. It feels right to me. When I first drove this car, I was astounded at the interactions. This car represents the pinnacle of what sports car enthusiasts of all kinds want. Gated shifter, a clutch engagement that feels kind of heavy but still light enough to be natural, and steering input that's quick and interesting. It's got a GT car suspension kind of a feel. From soft, let's go 
stiffen things up a little bit. And look, a corner awaits. Oh, that's interesting. It just got a little bit stiffer. And it's very composed through here. Oh, that changed things dramatically. It's not harsh though. Power steering assist and a suspension that's adjustable. Things that we are used to, we take for granted in modern cars, were pioneered on the Mondial T. That's why I like this car. And weirdly, I love the look. I love the style of this as it's rolling. <laughs> this is why Italian arias were written. That sound, it just drives so good. It's so pleasurable. It's hard to imagine that this car is 35 years old. There's things that feel modern about it, like this power steering, like the suspension. The way it turns in is actually much better than most modern sports cars. Add power, oh, it's so light. You can feel the weight distribution of this car. Oh. The sound of this engine is very thrashy, very high pitched. You can tell it's a small displacement engine. You can tell this thing's tiny and just wants to rev. This is also a conversation piece. People will just open up about this car. I think it's also because it's not one of the snooty, super high-end Ferraris. It's one of the ones that people just want to talk about. Like, what is that? Never seen that before, but it harkens back to the 80s and everything that was the 80s, that the 80s and 90s represented. Look at this interior. Look at the wheel wells intrude. Look how simple the doors are. Look at the latches, how uninteresting and basic they are. Looks and kind of feels cheap, but there's something special about the Mondial when all the parts are together and you fire it up. It comes from that era of just boxes. We just need a dash, we'll coat it in some leather and we'll set the box here and while well, we need a stereo, so let's make a, a box for the center console. The seats are good, they're narrow and they grip me right here in my ribs, but other than that, they're fairly unremarkable. The seat bottom is weirdly shaped. But look, it's got actual back seats. Yeah, you're not gonna fit big people like me or Todd back there, but kids. It's not the high performance Ferrari that you wanna go take on a track, but this is the cruise around. I just wanna enjoy life. That's why Mondials exist. I'm so attracted to the weird, the, the ones that everybody doesn't want, but the good versions of them, and the, especially the Mondial T that pioneered things for Ferrari, that is why I like this car so much. Oh, 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 each of those shifts is an event. You need a sign-up sheet. You gotta put your name on the list to be eligible to do that. That is just cool. What a cool, angular, weird looking, everybody knows it's a Ferrari because of the color. This is so cool. How can I not smile while I'm driving this thing? It just runs so, oh, it's so good. This car begs to be driven. What's crazy about the handling is I'm used to a very sharp ratio. This does not have that. 
It's a very slow, slow ratio. But yet, the front end is so light. It's a thick, heavy, but very interesting and high feedback kind of feel. What a great car. What a cool car. idea that I'd like this car this much. It's not the world's greatest handling car. It's not the foremost sports car on the planet. There's others I would choose for that. But there's a mystique about all these parts when they're all put together like this and painted that color. It gets real special. I just want to keep driving and driving, and driving. In no way does this car feel finicky to me. It just feels like a sports car. I'm so mixed on Ferrari because they have kind of sold every product under the sun. They've put the Ferrari badge on just about everything. But if you want a piece of Ferrari that is actually the flavor, the, the real thing, you could get a Mondial. Yeah, there will be maintenance. Yes, there will. But look at what this car does to people. Look at the, the looks you get. Look at the conversations that you get into. And look how it makes you feel. just comes alive when it's moving. It just feels so right when you're moving. I like this thing a lot. No, I, I love it. The dead pedal is terrible. My foot is all the way over to the left and it's like on the center line of the steering wheel. <laughs> what a brilliant car. It feels tiny when you're driving. It just feels right to me. The seating position is good. Look at that, it tracks straight and true. And there's got, you've got space for people. I just have this thing for vintage cars, but I guess I have a thing for vintage Ferraris now too. And I cannot thank the Grios family enough for letting me drive the Mondial. I keep telling you about this car. I keep saying how good Mondials are, how good they sound, how funky they look, how weird they are. Look how good the visibility is. Look at this, the proportions look cool. A sweet car. It's weird, but cool. But it's weird, but it's cool. But it's weird, but it's cool. You have a responsibility as a car enthusiast to get your cool car out so people can see it and you can strike up a conversation, make friends. That's what cars are all about. That's what this does.